folks. Yeah, we're recording to the cloud. And now what we're going to do is invite those people out in the real social media world to join us. Welcome, welcome, welcome people of social media world. We really appreciate you joining us today for our 169th meeting of um, the roundtable, uh, which we are now calling our current event show. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about what's on our minds in the world, what's new, what's exciting. And just remember, everything you hear today is an opinion. I want to welcome the panel. Hello, everybody on the panel. Uh, say hi. And hello. Uh, hello. If anybody that wants to introduce themselves, now would be the time to introduce yourselves because that's how you guys wanted to set it up. Good. It's me and my ventriloquist voice. I'm the only, no, you'll be able to see it if you're watching on YouTube. You'll be able to see that it's just not me. It's a, a whole peripheral of people uh, watching, listening, and whatever. Uh, anyway, um, welcome. So today's been a pretty busy week and very, very exciting. You know, I thought about this, and I don't know, Wayne, if you're following the news in the United States or not of what's going on, but I thought about it. I, I thought, what if I was a screenwriter? Of course, I'd be on strike right now. But, you know, I mean, if you're on strike, are you writing at home? I mean, uh, is that permissible? I don't know. I mean, I think it is. And then I guess you're putting some material because if you're a writer, just because you're on strike, I don't think you would just want to sit around looking in a mirror all day or be on the picket, picket line. I think, you know, again, remember, I'm saying this is just an opinion, but I would think that you would, you know, I mean, you would be writing to yourself and putting down your ideas. I know I write ideas every day, even though I'm not a writer uh, on, on part of the uh, the union. I still write. When I write, I have ideas and I have a notebook I carry with me everywhere. And I would bet that the writers are doing the same thing that I'm doing. And so they're having an idea. So with that in mind, I am saying that the reality is, is that if you had an idea for a script like this, and I'll run it by you, any I, I would think that if I told you, Wayne, I'm writing a script about a president of the United States, a former president of the United States that gets indicted in four different jurisdictions uh, in court and is running out of money. And so he's bilking his constituents for that money. You would say to me, that is the worst idea I have ever heard for a screenplay. That's unbelievable. Nobody in their right mind would believe something like that. <laughs> Which proves fact is stranger than fiction. So. Dave, you're in Hollywood. Um, I, you, by the way, David is in a car on the way to the movies. Uh, so, Dave, um, can you imagine somebody approaching you with a script like that? No, I mean, nobody would go for it. It would only be <laughs> live. And then that's, yeah, it would just seem like it's crazy. So, uh, welcome to America, everybody. Welcome to America. Yeah. Anyway, um, I am... By the way, I am using shocks, and I want to thank David. Uh, if you, I don't know if you could see the, uh, I, I hope you could see my headset that I'm wearing. They're pretty amazing. They're bone conducting, and uh, your ears are open, so you could hear everything that's around you. And yet, the quality of sound is really good enough so that you can, uh, you could, you you can listen to music. You could listen to. I use this for my phone calls. They're amazing. They're amazing headsets. I really love them. David, thank you so much 
for uh, talking to Dan Castings and letting Dan Castings, uh, you know, convince you to try them because they're pretty amazing. Yeah, that's how my microphone got better. I'm on my shots. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I'm using the OpenCom to you see, but I think David is using the OpenCom without the mic. See, this one has a microphone. I don't know if you could see it in the back. Mine has here, a mic. Somewhere. This doesn't have a yeah, boom mic. See? Yeah, this has a boom mic, but I'm not using the boom mic. I'm only using it for listen back. Welcome, Kurt. Good to see you. I like it. Hey, how you guys doing? Yep. You missed the pre-show. We were talking about you, as a matter of fact. Uh -oh, and, um, no. you know, I, I know, uh, you know, I, I might be putting you on the spot, but Wayne was talking about consoles, you know, uh, on what consoles he uses and various things like that. And I said that everybody has a favorite console that they really like. And I mentioned that that if you had your your druthers, that of all the consoles, if you could use it all the time, you would use the gamble. What, was I right? Yeah, I mean, this last weekend, I did a bunch of stuff on a profile and, you know, it was nice to have all the recall and snapshots, but I don't really need that very often. So sonically, all things aside, yeah, the gamble hands down. Yeah, so, and that is what I thought. You see, Wayne, so I'm not crazy and, and after all. Well, yes, I am crazy after all. What's second choice? Uh, <laughs> Midas XL4, probably. <laughs> Jim, what did you say? <laughs> Well, no, I didn't say it, but I know he has some, uh, you know, Digico SD12s, and I'm sure he likes them as well. But no, the Midas XL4 is a one of the best consoles ever made, uh, you know, and but unfortunately, it's got such a big footprint that very few people can use it. I think Roger Waters was using it, but I don't know if he used it on his last tour. I don't oh, believe he did. I believe he went to a digital board. Digital. Went to a digital board. Anyway, I got some really good news for those people living in the West. Uh, federal officials are easing water restrictions on the Colorado River next year after a blockbuster winter helped shore up water levels this year. And basically, listen to this, the Colorado River will operate in a tier one water shortage in 2024, but they're going to give back billions of gallons of water to the Colorado River, which would mean for those people living in Arizona, Nevada, California, probably New Mexico, um, and the areas that feed from the Colorado River, you're going to have enough water. It is the water shortage is going to be diminished, which is wonderful, thanks to this, you know, exceptionally cold winter, and uh, that from last year, I guess. Well, how guess long will that last? A year? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. First of all. I'm not a meteorologist. Second of all, I am not. I have nothing to do with the water system, <laughs> except I watched Chinatown. That was a good movie. I have to tell you, if you haven't watched it, it's one of Jack Nicholson's finest. I love Chinatown. Great movie. Um, isn't the guy? Isn't the other lead character in 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 Chinatown movie now doing commercials for Indeed? Where he's like, you know, he's singing and his his body is falling apart or something like that. He's dead. He said, "I wish I had this 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 uh, this app application that I could hire people from all over the world, except from all over my family." Isn't that the same guy? I don't know. Well, if you happen to know, send us an email. Write it what, in. What does he whatever. look like? What does he look? He like? looks like the guy in the picture. I tell you. <laughs> I mean, like, what color is his hair in the commercial? Uh, well, you can't really tell because it's, uh, I think, because he is dead. 
in the in the commercial. So it's kind of weird. I guess it's white and look, you know, I mean, that's the whole idea. He's dead and he's talking about that he wished he had a better way and when he was alive. And indeed it's the better way. So anyway, speaking of be dead or alive, check this out. Janet Yellen, you know who she is? The secretary, this the she's the US Treasury Secretary, went to China and evidently somehow they slipped a magic mushroom into her food. <laughs> I thought that was like, really, I mean, that's, you know, nobody ever had to slip one into my food. Uh, I was usually, you know, eating them voluntarily. But uh, I, you know, I never heard back from her in regards to how she felt from the experience of a magic mushroom. You know, uh, but that's kind of funny that China would feed our se- our Treasury Secretary a magic mushroom. I think she had it at a Chinese restaurant there. That's 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 the best I can gleam out of this story. Is that, has has anybody heard anything they about said that? The restaurant is just me. Is doing blockbuster business right now. Say that again, David. The restaurant is doing great business now. <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant is doing great business. I mean, you know, China is a is is a weird place. I mean, you know, they're limiting kids on the cell phone. I mean, you know, it's like if it, you know, if Xi Jinping said tomorrow everybody needs to wear a red shirt, tomorrow everybody would be wearing a red shirt in China. It's you know, the freedoms that they have are not the same as those in uh, democratic parts of the world, such as the United States, Australia. I mean, Wayne, what would what would you do if the prime minister said wear a red shirt tomorrow? Would you wear a red shirt? Well, I don't know. If they're going to arrest me, I might. But if I... Yeah, well, they're not going to arrest you. They're going to just take your koala bear from you. That's all. Yeah. Well, that's it, you know. Did you know, Jan? Did you, did you know, Jan, that magic mushrooms you could buy at Woolies in Australia many years ago? What about today? No, I don't think so. But they were they were magic mushrooms. You used to put them in your toilet as deodorant, and they were shaped like a mushroom, and they were called magic mushrooms. Oh no! And these days, magic mushrooms is more as a psychedelic, you know. Oh, well, they, they have the same thing. Oh, they did. <laughs> oh yeah, but you put them in your toilet, eh? That's pretty. Yeah, cool. they they sold them as little mushrooms for deodorant. <laughs> oh, but you would eat them instead. You definitely wouldn't eat them. <laughs> definitely wouldn't eat them. Oh, you wouldn't eat them. Well, I'm confused then, but that that's what would happen if I was doing mushrooms right now. I'd probably yes. be confused, but I wouldn't care. You know what? Well, maybe well, I some am of my, Some of my friends used to go magic mushroom looking out in their paddocks. They would go looking for magic mushrooms. And then they well, cook them you up. know, it's kind of interesting, you know, because some mushrooms, some mushrooms are poisonous. And it always amazes me how somebody would try to test a food that you know might kill you if you do it wrong. And yet you say, well, you know, I don't know. This might kill me. What the hell? It's a mushroom. You know, I'll just uh, I love the taste of things that grow from dung, you know, because that's what mushrooms grow out of. You know, I mean, first of all, I can't believe that anybody ate one. Uh, But uh, second of all. The risk of your life. I mean, there's a fish in China. I'm sorry. There's a fish in Japan. Uh, maybe David knows the name of this fish. I think it's yeah, a, a bluefish. Fugu. Yeah, that part of the fish is deadly. One bite, you drop dead instantaneously, and yet people still eat it at sushi restaurants. Wow! Wow! 
you know what you, you know what food amazes me the most of all the foods of all the foods out there that amazes me the most that we have today and is edible is an artichoke how desperately hungry must have been the person who first ate an artichoke i mean they must have been amazingly famished what the hell's an artichoke <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, what do you think of uh, you know, you're you're the chef of a group. What what do you think of the mushrooms and the artichoke aspect of life? Uh, I like mushrooms and cooking. Uh, my my magic mushroom days are long over. Um, artichokes tough to tough to cook, but if you get it right, it it can be good. Yeah. I love it with a little mayonnaise. Mm. Who's the first guy that put a shrimp in his mouth? Blah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's it's amazing, you know, what people will eat. That's that's for sure. It's totally amazing what people will eat. Uh, Kurt, where are you, by the way? I see you're at a show site. Tell yeah. us about it. I'm at Marymore, which is uh, in Redmond, Washington. It's right where Microsoft's corporate headquarters is, up the hill. So I have to be careful about not steering any energy up there. Um, and all the, a lot of Microsoft execs live in the mountain, hills around the place. So uh, it's scorching though. It's 95 degrees and 50% humidity. So it's not exactly the most comfortable day. And what are the bat? What is there a band playing or is there just a, uh, is there a corporate um, work? It's walk-in right now, but no, it's Green Sky Bluegrass and the Wood Brothers. And then I've got them both in two days at Bend. So we'll fly down there and tomorrow and then same bands tomorrow or Friday in Bend. Mm -hmm. But the day, today's act in Bend canceled because of air quality because of all the fires. So it was a two yeah, hour. It's an amazing for, amount of fires. But, Speaking uh, of which, could you believe what's happened in Lahaina and Maui? I mean, uh, over 106 people are dead as of right now. And it's it's like a, a horror show to look at the, how people were trying to drive out and all of those cars that were stuck behind one another and they just burnt to the ground and people had to jump in the water to save their lives. And yet yep. some people didn't survive that jumped in the water. The water was so hot. Uh, it's wow. What what a horrible the experience. Inflation and things. I've been there a lot. I've spent a lot of time there. Um, even my kids were little all through there growing up. We'd always go to the banyan tree and get the dipping dots and walk around. It just had last time I was there, ate at Fleetwood's, you know, Mick Fleetwood's place that burned to the ground. It's crazy. It looks like a bomb went off. They said yeah, it was with they sit firewall yeah, sorry. A, a, a mile a minute. So there was no outrunning it. If you didn't see it coming and get out of there. Yeah, it was it was absolutely crazy. I mean, they're saying that it's going to be the most costliest fire and the most deadliest fire in the United States. Right now, they're saying there's 106 that they've confirmed dead. There's 1500 missing. It looks like it looks like they, that those numbers are going to double as far as the death toll, which is which is really sad. And Maui, if you've never been there, is one of the prettiest places on Earth. And Lahaina is basically the tourist center of Maui. Uh, would you guys agree with me or not on that? Yeah, and it's actually really historical too. There's all kinds of 
um, historical buildings and and things that related not only to the royal family but to the original Europeans and Westerners that settled there. It's a yeah, the loss. first whaling exhibitions were there. It's a massive cultural loss for not only Hawaii. And then I've got a friend in Maui, and he says the last thing they want is for people not to come and go to Maui and do other places because the whole place survives on tourism. And so now everybody's canceling their plans to go to Maui, and it's going to kill the rest of the economy out on the island. Well, that's because their government is is advertising not to go. They're asking people not to go. And there was an article in the New York Times that I read that the that the residents who've lost everything are really furious at the people that are staying at the resort hotels um, because of the you know the dichotomy of they've got nothing and then these people are laying in the beach in the sun and you know being pampered on the other side the other side of the island and they really it seems like some people really resent that but yet you're right they need the they need the tourist dollars they're talking about how it diverts resources from the people that need them but those, I don't know that those resources are available to people that need them anyway. So I don't know. My, my friend works in the hospitality industry over there, and he said, uh, yeah, if people don't come here, it's going to cripple the rest of the economy. and It will make it more difficult to rebuild Lahaina. So yeah. it's kind of a catch-22. It's like, which, which one is the right thing to do, you know? Yep. Wayne, did you get that news down in Australia? Yeah, we got most of all that news. Pretty um, I, I I'm I'm always interested when you have um, uh, fires like that, like when you can't escape. I can't think of any. Uh, it's got to be one of the most horrendous ways to go from the living to the non-living, being trapped in a fire. Like just you know that's going to happen, because ten years ago, oh, it'd be now thirteen years ago, but approximately two thousand nine, two thousand and. 10, I think, was the era that happened, maybe in 2008. But down in Victoria, which is south of the border from here, um, they had uh, they had a massive fire in one day, and I think there was 196 or something like that people died. Most of that was because they couldn't get out. There wasn't enough um, – there's not enough roads to get out, and they would just get caught in the – and it's all trees. It's a bit like we're – Curdies there at the moment, just massive that's trees. What, that's what happened in Lahaina. Front Street is only a one little road, and it's the only main road out of in or out of the town. The rest of it is all city blocks that are. There's no way out of Lahaina on the city blocks. The, the only way in and out is on the well. The only significant way in and out is on Front Street. And once cars started being disabled, it was blocked. It nobody could go. Those the, those are the people that all jumped in the ocean. It's the people that were yeah. stuck in their cars and they jumped out of their cars and ran in the ocean. And, and the other thing, of course, I heard that they ran out of water pressure. They had no water pressure. And and the emergency signal didn't go off. I mean, it was like one, one, one fault after another that they just weren't prepared for something like this. Well, they're also saying that this combination of, of having the community backed up against what used to be plantations, plantation fields, and they're just abandoned plantation fields all around the place. And they also said that they've planted a lot of non-native grasses and that those non-native grasses grow up tall and were arid and dry and it was perfect uh, fuel for the fire. So if there'd been a buffer zone between the rocks and the, the natural uh, landscape that would have been there, uh, maybe it wouldn't have been as bad. 
because it's yeah. the grass around the place that caught fire and then that blew into Lahaina. Yeah, it's a, it's, you know, I think about, you know, being caught in a fire, you know, of what to do, you know, there's really nothing you can do, except try to escape. But then, you know, um, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a good way to die, but that's not, you know, that's not a, that, that, that isn't, that isn't one of my first choices, you know, if that you ask me, you know, how would you like to die? You know, I always say the same thing. I'd like to die in my sleep like my grandfather rather than the way the people in his car died probably going to be a, a lot of elderly that just couldn't move fast enough to get out of there but yep yep what the demographic is when they finally release all the data they said there's a thousand people missing so i think it's going to go way up yeah, it's it, it's it's uh, it, it's not a good thing, and I, my heart goes out to everybody there that's suffering over it because I know what it's like to suffer. But uh, I can't imagine losing everything like that. And basically, a fire—that's what a fire does. A fire wipes out everything, unless you have a fireproof safe, which most people won't have. But basically, a fire just wipes out everything. It just melts anything you've got, burns up any paper you've got, ruins your furniture. I mean, it's it, and even if something survives it'll still have that smell of fire you know of from uh you know so it's it, you lose enough, everything they're saying that enough of the banyan tree didn't get burnt that it's conceivable that that will recover in some some way shape or form i mean it took 200 years oh, well to that's good it. but they say i mean some of it's a loss they'll probably have to cut it down and you know mm. parts of it that didn't make it and see what they can do to encourage the rest to grow again but it'll take 100 years before it looks like that again well, well, uh, well, could I say, well, let's move on a little bit and uh, let's talk about, I guess, right now, if you, you've looked at our logo, you saw that big truck and that truck uh, basically is symbolizes uh, UPS. And we were going to talk about UPS, whereas uh, being a UPS uh, driver just really uh, took a 50% spike uh, in searches for UPS jobs because the shipping giant now reached a deal with the Teamsters. And it seems that full-time driver salary are now up. I, I find this a staggering number and I find this almost impossible to believe that if you're a driver for UPS, you're making $170,000 a year. They must be long tricks. I mean, I'm thinking about becoming a driver at 170,000 a year. I mean, I mean, really, uh, and now they're getting air conditioning. It's like a cush job. It's like amazing, 170. And the new employees, the people that are going to go part-time are going to be making over 20 bucks an hour as well. But I read yeah, an article. But it's not or easy actually, for them to go full-time. That's why they only they hire um, part-time drivers. Ah, uh -huh, that makes sense then. Yeah. And that's why they don't make some... That's why that's, everything okay. is part-time. Yeah. And I, I heard this woman being interviewed who works for UPS, and she's, she's probably not going to vote for this deal because she feels it's not fair to her being a UPS employee for so many years that she didn't get the same benefits that they want to give the new employees and the part-time employees. So there might be some employees there that are going to vote against that. Why? She, does she still work for them? Yeah, she still works for them. But she's, she's just one not of a driver drivers. anymore. Uh, she's not a driver anymore? 
She is a driver. She is a driver, and she doesn't like the fact that the new drivers are going to come on and make as much money as she made. Uh, you know, she's making now after being there so long. Evidently, it's there's nothing about seniority where you get paid more for being there longer. It's now it's a uniform rate throughout. As soon as you become a driver, you get the same amount of money that she's made after being there 20 years. And she doesn't yeah. like it. Oh, well, it's life. <laughs> that's life. That's, that's what life. the people make of it. Yeah. I mean, that's everybody has make. paved the way for somebody else. That's what she did. She just paved the way for other drivers. So, you know, it is what it is. Yep. She's going to, she wants hey, to deny hey, them because she didn't get that benefit 25 years ago, 20 years ago. Come on now. You're about to retire. Yeah. I think what she's mad at is that she's been working there so long. And now if you get hired, you're going to be making the same amount of money as she makes. Yeah. I understand and I that. That's, so what? Yeah. <laughs> so what? Okay. It hey. happens. You know, Pete, Pete, it, that she paved the way for these drivers to, to get that much. So, I mean, it's, see, that's it's, what I like about uh, that's what I like about this show right now is because it's an opinion show and we all have our own opinion and I love it. So thank you, Tina, for sharing your opinion, you know, <laughs> but yeah, keep going now. Keep going. I'm just saying, you know, like everybody does that. You paved the way for your younger brothers and sisters. You paved the way for your, your classmates. You put you, that's just things that happen. You know, like nobody who played in the NFL 20 years ago or the NBA 20 years ago likes the the contracts that these kids are getting just straight out by being signed and having proven themselves. So, you know, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, I wonder what Mickey Mantle would say or James Brown you would say right now, you know, for a for a player that playing baseball after Mickey Mantle had such a hard time, you know, made hardly basically any money in those days. Yeah. And was one of the greatest or Babe Ruth would say if they came back today. The money wasn't the same back then, so you know, as yeah. a result, well, we'll never know because they're not coming back. That's all there is to it. No, but, but are, I'm just saying, are. in general, like for everybody, that even to today's UPS, the money wasn't the same then, you know, yeah, so. You know, I wonder if Mickey Mantle, if somebody could, you know, like, let's just say Mickey Mantle or Babe Ruth or somebody super famous came back today. I wonder if people would believe it was actually them or some sort of illusion. In other words, would they believe it? You know, I mean, I, I guess it comes down to is like this, and I don't want to get too religious. But if Jesus came back today, if would people believe that it's Jesus? And what would he have to do to prove that he was Jesus? Well, I mean, doesn't the Dalai Lama get reincarnated every so often, every every whenever many years, according to their religion? I haven't met him yet. I don't know. Uh, really, I'm just saying, like you know, if other religions think it's impossible, I don't. You know, I mean, that's their that's their opinion. <laughs> well. I guess, I guess, you know, you mentioned you mentioned uh, football, you mentioned football earlier, and there is an article now running around right now. I don't know if you heard about this, but the blindside player, Michael Orr, is suing his family. Yeah, I because saw that. he feels that he was screwed out of money by them, by the movie The Blindside, which was about him. And he's disputing the character now that it wasn't really like that for him. Is that it's not supposed nuts? to be. It's a movie. It, it says that, you know, like, it, you know, it's based on a true story. It's not a full factual documentary story, documentary story. So, I mean, 
You know, well, he's I, retired, I, I, and all of a sudden yeah. this comes out. All of a sudden he has a book coming out. All of a sudden he has PR coming out. I mean, who really knows what's the truth? You know, like you wait all these years to figure out that you're you're just under a conservatory ship instead of instead of being fully adopted at 18. Like, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, Tell that's that crazy. But I, what he's really complaining about is he feels that he didn't get his fair share from the blind side. He Feelings feels like he should real. have gotten more money Feelings out of that. Feelings aren't real. Facts are. Yeah. Anyway, it's kind of interesting. And of course, once again, it's an opinion. So, you know, that's it. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm sure we all have opinions, but right now I can't believe this. And if this wasn't in, if this wasn't in a legitimate, this is in the Tampa Bay <laughs> newspaper, but that the schools are now pulling Shakespeare. I'm not making this up. They're pulling Shakespeare out of the school libraries because they're afraid of the sexual content of Shakespeare. But it's okay to have for them to have um, certain uh, groups go to schools and publicize their a preference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean Shakespeare. Yeah, it's, it's been around for it's been around as long as there's been literature around. Yeah. And now they're saying, well, this is I mean, I can't even understand what the guy is saying. Where how those come, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like it, it's not real English today to me. It's like old, old English. And I did. I don't remember it being really, very sexual content. How many of those kids really actually listen to it or remember it or, you know, take it with them? I mean, if we don't keep diversity that, you know, everybody will just be robots. Uh, yeah. like I mean, how many people are actually reading Shakespeare these days in schools? Right. I don't know. I guess maybe that's the only place you do read. Who, who's it, who, who did it affect? Like, did uh, they do a pull on everybody today? No, it didn't affect you know. Tina, I have no idea why they did it or whether they're, they're just afraid they're going to get arrested. So they're pulling it out because of the, the dr right, draconian laws in Florida. But I thought that was an interesting thing that it's going to be pulled out of the public school libraries. Shakespeare mm -hmm. never would have thought that. David, where are you, by the way? I could see you are in a new location. Are you at the movie theater? No. You're showing us something, but... We can't like see. Oh, wow. Oh, he's got food. He's got in and oh, out. Oh, my God. He's got food. He's got food. Oh, by the oh, way, David. In peace. By the way, David, I just sorry, Jen. Uh, I enjoyed the email on the LA Times stuff on um, the Roxy last week that you sent. Oh, yeah. Very good. It's a wonderful place. It's it's small. It's very it's a small theater, but it's a wonderful place with a lot of history of rock and roll. It's super super packed with history of rock and roll. The other thing I'll the other thing I wanted to talk about, you know, talking about rights and things like that. Uh, did anybody see Barbie? Anybody in this room other than me and David see Barbie? No. Well, I have to tell you, you know. I, I was very surprised when I saw Barbie. Um, this is a spoiler alert. So if you're planning on seeing Barbie and you, uh, you, you haven't seen it yet and you're still planning on seeing it, you might want to fast forward or shut your ears for, well, until I put my hand up. All right, there you go. Or should I put my hand up and then put it down? Well, well either way, I don't think it's mad. But right now, Barbie and, Sa and Saudi Arabia, across the Middle East, critics have called for the film to be banned 
we're talking about Barbie now, for undermining traditional gender norms. Kuwait, where religious <laughs> conservatives have been more moral, uh, more more vocal in recent years, decided last week to ban it. So it's banned it in Kuwait. But in Saudi, the hit movie Barbie arrived at the kingdom last week with an eruption of pink nails, pink shirts, pink floor length. Abbas, uh, some theaters scheduled more than 15 showings a day. That was happening when one of the most male-dominated countries in the world to say it was mind-boggling in so many different ways. And it indicates the region shifting political landscape. That was, but the, here's the deal. If you haven't seen Barbie, it's not the light, funny comedy that you think it's gonna be. I thought it was gonna be light and cartoonish and whatever, but no, it is not that at all. It is about women's rights and how how men how men have have focused women's physical appearance, women's physical abilities, the 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 idiosyncrasies of sex domination and political political powers and and how women are down here and men are up here. And uh, it's really a statement on today's society, uh, dating back to when advertising agency and Barbie came out. And it's really done in a very, very interesting way. And I took Bo to see it. And of course, you know, she's has she's born and raised in Thailand, grew up with Thai, and she couldn't understand what they were talking about in regards to that, because it was really foreign to her. And basically I'm surprised that this movie has garnered such an international attention, whereas it really seems to me to be limited to American culture. Dave, you saw it, what do you think? You guys are putting too much into this movie because that's really stereotypical of Barbie to be. If you haven't seen the movie, you can't offer it's, an opinion on this because no, you don't have to tell see me it I'm to not. understand. That's Barbie. That's stereotypical Barbie, okay? That, that's what that's she, right. And, that was, and that's the character Margot Robbie played, stereotypical yes. Barbie. Exactly. So I, it's a movie. I don't know why people are putting too much into it because Barbie has always been like that. Exactly. Duh. Exactly, First Tina. All, and that's... This yes, movie Dave. was directed by a woman. Okay, it's a movie. Like, why is everybody taking it that serious? It's a movie. Because it is. It's got no, a message. It's, not. it's more than a movie. It's got a, you know, just a movie is, that doesn't have a message is hard to find. This movie has a message. It has to do with women and, and how they see themselves. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, no, it's about this girl who, who, who has a lot of malfunctions in her hapless life. That that wants no. It's not about be, that at all. It's yeah. not about that no, at all. No, you no, have no. to see the because movie. She 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 wants you to think that you can't let a man define you. She wants you to be like so independent that you don't care about men. You know, like it's ridiculous. That's not what it is at all. Mm -hmm. It's not what it is at all. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's it's absolutely that's not what the movie's about. In order, I mean, unless I'm completely wrong, so David, what do you think? So she's not a feminist in this movie. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Well, are we giving no, away? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I don't are care. Are we giving away anything on this movie? Yeah, I'll why not? Yeah, yeah. Well, she uh, changes. Hang on. Her whole attitude changes in the movie. 
It and does. Let's just say, yeah, absolutely. Mm. He becomes a new person. Absolutely it, becomes a new person. And what's the problem with the movie then? There is no problem with the movie. It's an excellent movie. That's why it's done over a billion, a billion dollars in the box office. It has a message. It has a message about society. Look, if you're gonna start and talking it's about right movies, on the money. you should just say it what it's about, you know, because we all growing up with Barbie know what she's about. But in this movie, you're saying that she changes her whole attitude, you know, yeah. right? I mean, who cares if you give it away or not? Like people are gonna watch this anyway. So well, okay. it's hard to it's hard to have do, an opinion on do. something. Well, I mean, it's a good, it's do, easy to have an do. opinion on something, but if you haven't seen the movie, it makes it very difficult for you well, to you actually comment that. on that's what the I'm movie saying. is about. You started off very negative about the movie, but that's all of us who know Barbie know that that's how she is. But then David comes in and he says that Barbie changes, that she has an epiphany almost. Okay, fine. Then, you know, if that's the case, then that's fine. I mean, but we all know what we all grew up with Barbie versus, you know, versus the movie. I don't have to see the movie to know how Barbie's been. But if she has an epiphany, then, you know, why not just say that, Jan? Why make everybody think that she's a bad person? I never said she was a bad person. Well, you didn't say I never anything. said that. That's the point. You're just leading to something that's nowhere. No, you misread what I said. I don't oh. think there's anyone in the room other than you that thinks that I said she was a bad person. I didn't. I'm just saying it's I the way you were leading. Your, your introduction. You that, shallow person. Yeah. I never that's even said person. that either about her. I basically said it would have to do with about the way. Oh, my well, you God. can listen back Next to it. You don't subject. have to listen to me now. Next you can listen back to it. <laughs> Next you can listen back to it. It's really hard for me. It's really hard for me in regards to this to to take that the fact that I, I was negative about this because I wasn't being negative. I was just saying in the thing that I don't understand how this is that this is more than a movie that is about American way of life more than that. And that's all I'm saying. It's more of an American way of life thing because I didn't think how other cultures could relate to this. But I guess evidently because of the message they are all relating to it because they look at Mer America as the the light on the hill. It's that's that's it. That's what it's about. But it's not a negative movie. It's a very positive movie, and it's really it's it's not a comedy, although it has some funny moments in it. It's it's basically a message movie. And so I I thought it was really good. I thought it was done really well. I I was very surprised. So I recommend highly seeing it when it comes to a theater near you. All right, let's talk about something else. Uh, for all those people in the room that are on Medicare, bad news. 600,000 plus Medicare beneficiaries uh, have lost their data thanks to a breach at Medicare. Uh, they've lost their social security number, their birth dates, their driver's license number, health insurance claim, medical history notes, basically everything. M Medicare has been breached. It happened in 2023 of May and if you've been notified by the government, uh, by Medicare, then you will know that you have been affected by it. But they're moving very, very slowly. Uh, so if you have, if you're on Medicare, be super careful. The first thing I recommend for everybody to do, if you if you haven't frozen your credit reports at Equifax, TransUnion, and uh, what's the other one, Experian. You need to freeze your credit reports. They, it's free, and that will save you a ton of uh, hassle. So go out and do that. We'll throw the link in the chat.
Um, also, if you're eating Nestle's, be very careful. Some of their Toll House break and bake chocolate chip cookies have found to have some wood chips in them. So um, they don't know where, how far it's gone, but they're recalling all of the Nestle USA chocolate. So be careful. Well, the Toll House break and bake chocolate chips, not all of Nestle's. Uh, so just be be aware of that in case you uh, eat the uh, told the, the bacon break stuff. Um, also, if you're driving a Toyota, if you're driving a Toyota that has a Tundra or a Tundra hybrid truck, they have a plastic tube by the brakes that could cause you some uh, problems, maybe a fire. So uh, Toyota's recalling all of those 2022 and 2023 Tundras and hybrid trucks. So that's it. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about today and get your opinion about is what's happening now with flash mobs. David might be more aware of than this than everybody else, but in Topanga Canyon, Saturday afternoon at Nordstrom's, uh, they were hit by a flash mob to come in and basically shoplift all of the stores. They stole over $100,000 worth of merchandise, and uh, it's organized. Organized shop. Are you talking about like that. that group that uh that robbed the uh, uh Nordstroms recently? Yep, that's what, that what it they, is. They're calling it flash mob robbery. Yep. <laughs> that's terrible. And there's not. I mean, everybody now is freaking out. If you're on a mall and you have uh you have you have high high cost my items, you know they're all they're all worried about what's going to happen. Dave, they if you're anymore. They did it in Glendale. I got $300,000 worth of stuff. So which now, stuff is happening? Now, I have heard that this is organized crime. I have heard that organized crime well, is, is right now. Well, it is if you run in like that. If you run in, no, like, in like that, it, it, that. I mean, they also did that jewelry store in, in Orange County. And they did the Gucci store. They did, um, they, they did a, um, in Orange County, it's got hit a few times. It's crazy. Yeah, it's organized crime. 30 to 40 of them. Yeah. Yeah, basically what's happening is, is yeah, basically it's 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 being organized by organized crime from what I've read. And basically what they're doing is they're stealing the stuff, then they're 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 fencing it off and it's it's organized. I heard it was uh I heard I heard it wasn't just you know random people doing flash mobs, that this is actually organized and it's what they call organized crime. So yeah. Um Interesting. I agree. All right. One other thing that I wanted to talk about is that if you're looking for a new job, anybody, that the uh, there's a job right now for Madison Square Garden at the Sphere. They're looking for a vice president of live entertainment. So if you think you have the qualities and the, the capabilities of getting that job at the Sphere, uh, I hope you do, because um, I would like to be able to call you to come see a show once in a while. So um, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, I know I, there was, okay, so I did have some, uh, you know, some uh, secret benefit for me that I wanted. Ulterior motive is what it's called. I had some ulterior you motives were, in bringing that job. Did you, see the, did you see the video I posted on uh, Facebook? of the dome, about 25 minutes of the dome. No, I didn't see it. I've been there. I actually saw it with my, my, with my own two eyes. Um, what did you post? Because I posted some things as well. I posted a 20 minute uh, video that I edited, got rid of some of the dead stuff and 
as we were driving yeah. around. And we were able to park right there. Just well, David, what I recommend way. highly is you tag yourself on this video and and put the link to this, put the link in our in, in the notes on the video on our on because this is on Facebook. So you have a, a way to comment. So add that link to the comment so people can see it as well. All right. I don't know how to do that. I'm not sure if I can do that. No, you just go up. You click on you go to you go to the uh, the, the our meeting. You go to our meeting, you click the like button, which is really important for everybody to do. And then you'll have an ability to make a comment. So all you do is copy and paste your link into the comments. Uh, okay, I'll check it out. Well, better yet, put the link in the chat and Tina will do it for you. All right, all right Tina, go to my Facebook page. Okay. There you I'll go. do that. Make her make her work. <laughs> yeah, make her work. You know, like she's not working hard enough already, man. You know? <laughs> I mean, hey, look, she's doing more than her share of work right now. She's doing more. I mean, not only is she doing her job normal, she is adding, she's adding phenomenal quality entertainment to this to this show. I love it. I love it. You know, it's like, what was that? It's almost, I feel like we're on Saturday Night Live with with Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin. <laughs> For those who are old enough to remember that. Anyway, um, yeah, that's true. So anyway, they've discovered the like this, they they've discovered now a new thing in physics called the myon or muon. Have you guys heard about this muon? You engineers out there? Basically, the muon is like this really small particle in, in the energy field, like you know, like a neuron or 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 an atom, you know, it's it's like a little part of the atom. And basically they're saying that this could change the way physics, the way people actually look at physics now, it could change the whole press the prospect of how people look at physics. Kurt, have you have you heard about this? Not yet. I mean it's above it's above my pay grade for sure. Is it smaller than an electron? It's similar than an electron. It's similar to electron. They're tiny particles that zip around the atomic nuclei, but are two hundred times more massive. Hence, they're nicknamed fat electrons. <laughs> fat electrons. I can relate to that, man. I'm <laughs> telling you. And I'll tell you one other thing. It's bigger than a bread box, but it could fit in a bread box. There you go. So it changes the way we look at physics. So I thought I would share that. We'll throw the link in the chat as well. Um, what did you say? Um, when did they discover this? Right, just now. They're oh, discovering okay. it right now as we speak. Brand new. Oh. They're still, they're, they're, they've just discovered it, you know? And, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing is that uh, how when they do certain things like, you know, um, creating a new, uh, finding new materials in, in, our, in our atmosphere or testing. What's that thing that they do with the speed accelerator? In, in Norway or Germany, where they're trying to crash atoms, where if they do it right, they could create a black hole and they're trying to create a black hole. And I mean, if they're successful and it escapes from that tube, that would be the end of the planet, uh, would be as we know it. So anyway, I mean, there's, there, without getting into politics, there's a, you know, how did this, uh, this virus, uh, you know, COVID hit us, you know, it, did it come from scientists or not? But if it did, you know, I mean, look, 
we're, we, you know, the next one's going to be around sooner or later. We don't know when. I'm hoping that, you know, I never have to experience another experience like COVID. That's for sure. That was a horrible thing. Now it seems like it's all in a rearview mirror, even though people are still getting it. So the, the vaccines that they've created have really assisted us in our lives. Um, anyway, uh, two more things I want to talk about, and then we could just open it up and talk about, you know, anything you guys want. Um, they There is now a, uh, a survey that they've done that adults who regularly say hello to their neighbors have higher well-being than those who are antisocial. A new Gallup poll found that if you like striking up a conversation with your neighbor, chances are you're going to be much healthier. You're going to be more personable. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. And you're going to have a better time in life. So say hi to your neighbor. And, uh, you know, it's a... Uh, it's just a phenomenon that how nice it is to be nice. There you go. Hello, neighbor. How you doing? And that's why we do this show, because I think it, it really helps my attitude. It really, you know, bringing people together is always a wonderful thing uh, for positive. And uh, I hope you guys get positive uh, vibes out of the show and what we're doing here. All right. Any have anybody comment? Comment? We do. We love you. All right. The last story I wanted to. Yes, David. Hey, David. Uh, what? Which? Yeah. Um, which profile has the video? David Dan, uh, David Dansky, the one with the uh, soundboard on it in my picture. Okay. All right, Jan. Back to okay. You. Um, the last story I want to talk about is um, a Belgium university mm. is now giving a literary course to analyze Taylor Swift lyrics. The yeah. Belgium course is called Swiftature. So if you are eligible to uh, to apply for this course in the Belgium University, you're welcome to it. So if you're a Taylor Swift fan and you want to analyze her lyrics, this is your opportunity you've been waiting for. Uh, Wayne, um, do you need the phone number there? Because I, I can see you're ready to dial. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Well, that's it, folks. That's it for me. So who wants to say something before we say goodbye to those people on social media? Somebody's got something. Wayne is Wayne's corner now. Well, I could say that I'm about to go on, on next week. I'm going, I've got my ticket to go and see um, a seasoned singer, great singer, Marsha Hines. Um, I don't know. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if uh, Marsha's sold in, in the States, but she comes from the States. And... Um, been here all her life but I, anyway she's in her 70s she's doing a performance at the Wagga Wagga Civic Theatre next week two nights and I've got my ticket and her and the band I'm sure will be fantastic so I'm looking forward to that absolutely excellent 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 I am really happy to hear that and buddy I am glad that you are with us. And thank you so much for being with us as much as you've been. Kurt, I want to thank you as well for being such a supporter of what I'm doing. David, Tina, and everybody else who in the listening world, I really appreciate that you've uh, you've supported us for 169 episodes of this show. And especially you guys up on Facebook and Twitter, or X as it's called now, LinkedIn. We want you to join them. Join the panel. Come in and share your share your opinions. You know, 
uh, there's room for everybody on this show, and we hope that you decide next week you want to be part of it. In the meantime, remember to subscribe. We have a hundred and what did I say? We have 153 subscribers to the YouTube channel. Uh, we had 45 views last week on Facebook. Now that's not a, that's not like a million views or whatever. But man, 45 people are are caring about what we have to say. And that's to me is is good because everyone everyone is special in that respect that they are, are listening to what we have to say, and I really appreciate that. And um, anyway, before I say goodbye to everybody uh, on social media, is there anything that anybody else would like to say in the room? Oh no, no, thank you. Stay You're very welcome. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. I, I want to make an announcement. I know it's at the end of the show, but I want to make an announcement. And uh, I want to thank Tina, Tina Finley. Um, this Monday, I believe, I think it's Monday, this coming Monday, Tina will have been with me for seven years. Seven years. I don't know how anybody could be with me that long, but Tina has made it seven years. And I am so thankful you know, I mean, there are times I want to kill her for sure. Absolutely <laughs> want to kill her. But, but for the most part, man, she has been, she's been the, the, the best, the best thing that's ever happened to Soundbroker, other than me, of course, you know, I, you know, that's it, you know, but she, I want to thank you, Tina. I want to thank you publicly for the, for really, um, you know, everything, everything that you've done for us and for me. And so uh, I want to publicly announce it. And I think when you get your paycheck this Friday, I think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised. But then again, I've been known to be wrong before. Uh, so there you have it. That's why this is an opinion show. Thank you, Dan. I so let's it. give Tina a hand. Thank you, Tina, very much. Would you like to say some speech? Speech. No, just thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Did you think I forgot? Yes. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't forget. I didn't forget. So thank you very much, Tina. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Just remember, everything you heard today is an opinion. We're going to stay in the room and chat a little bit more. Um, just remember, again, I, ref I, I reiterate, remember, everything you heard today is an opinion. You're more than welcome to join us live on Facebook, Twitter, your social media to join the show. Please give us a thumbs up. Please subscribe if you like it. Leave some comments, uh, positive, of course. Uh, and with that in mind, just remember, you make it happen. Thanks for coming for the 169th time in a row. We'll see you again for the 170th next week. By the way, if you if you don't know where to find it, you could go to soundbroker.com and right on the homepage, we have a link to the show. You could even watch it from there. So remember, you make it happen. Thanks for watching and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now. And we are off the air. Yeah, I just pasted the uh, dome onto the chat.